0: Well, welcome back, and we're back on Zoom today, guys. Uh, This is the Rosetti and Stewart podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, pretty much any podcast available. But anyways, I'm here with Justin, and uh, how's your day been, man?
1: No, it's good, man. It's Thursday, so tomorrow's Friday, and then the next, next day is Saturday. So we're just, you know, chugging along day by day, and, you know, eventually the weekend will be here. And, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, though. But otherwise, I'm doing pretty good.
0: That's that's I like to hear, man. And, uh, yeah, Memorial Day just happened. And, yep. and I watched the first episode of Stranger Things. Um, it was definitely strange. And there was definitely some things in that. Uh, <laughs> anyways, it. Anyways, it was it was a phenomenal first episode. But it was a little bit much for me. Uh, I have to take a little bit break just because of how much I had to absorb.
1: Wait, but, one um, question, though, about that. So, did you binge watch like all the episodes? You just, you just watched the one episode you like you said,
0: just the one for now. But really, yeah,
1: you are you like one of those guys that um just like watches like a thing like you don't you don't binge watch nothing.
0: I I do binge watch. I just haven't had the chance to binge watch. Like I'm not one of those guys that will watch eight episodes in a day. You give me give me three or four max. But Fair enough. if you count that as binging, I guess kind of.
1: Wait, hold. hold you have a Patriots shirt on too? Dude, what's wrong with you? Dude, I you're in Pittsburgh, bro. Like, you dude, can't be doing that.
0: It's just I was when um I went through a Tom Brady phase in high school. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. And I honestly I, I've been in that Tom Brady phase for about five years now. So
1: I dare you to come downtown wearing that shirt. See if you don't get jumped.
0: <laughs> hey, I'll I'll take that bet. I'm my my my, my bet is. You want timeout? Wood Street. Hmm.
1: You never know. Hey, uh, if you want to walk through Wood Street, I don't recommend it. But hey, be my guest.
0: Yeah. Well, anyways, I. Speaking of uh, football, I mean, let's let's talk about the elephant in the room. it retires at 29 years old. That's just that I, I, yeah. because like he held the he practically held the Steelers up. And, you know, just says, hey, you know, I'm done.
1: Yeah, so first of all, about that, um, last year, I knew, like, he wasn't going to come back from that. I mean, when you, your brother, like, you lose your brother like that. I mean, I wouldn't expect someone to come back 100%, especially, like, mentally, forget the physical aspect of it. So he missed the entire season last year. And he's a little bit older. I mean, 29 years old he's not that old, but 29 and not playing football for over a year and a half now, not going to be in the best shape. I know he was apparently training like on his own time, but it's not the same. Like you can't train for football if you're not around guys and you're not doing the same drills to prepare for the upcoming season. That just, it's not the same. So, you know, with that, him, him graduating from Notre Dame too, with uh, his education as well, I just didn't think he was going to play this year. And the fact that he never really got back to the Steelers until like really this week that, that we know of publicly, you know, that just, I'm not surprised. And I thought that's why they drafted um DeMarvin Leal from uh, Texas A&M. You know, I think he's going to start, well, maybe not start, but he's going to have a lot of reps, you know, alongside Cam Hayward. And, you know, it sucks to it. If you add to it, that's like an extra, Uh, depth piece because i really don't think he'd be like a full-time starter not with him not playing in over well over a year and a half now so you know they have Leal now cam hayward um you know he's still like really good i I think he's actually great honestly um i think people underrate him still and he's been doing this now for six or seven eight years now and um yeah he's a future hall of Famer in my book he doesn't his numbers don't jump off the chart because he's a defensive lineman. So he's not always after the quarterback, but he prevents, you know, defensive linemen, their, their jobs to prevent running backs going crazy. And I think he does a pretty solid job at that. You know, I don't got to go into great detail about that. But they still have some guys behind Leo and uh Cam Hayward. You know, Tyson al will be back, although like, like him, I don't – he shouldn't be starting. I think he's too old for that, but he's a nice depth piece to have. And they have look, two or three other guys, but we all know in the NFL, like there's no such thing as having too much depth. And, like, you know, guys go out like that injury-wise, you know, it's, it's crazy. So I imagine they'll probably sign someone else. Don't expect, like, a Pro Bowl level player, but it's just another depth piece. I think they'll be all right. I think defensively the Steelers, I think they have the potential to be a top five. Honestly, I thought they did a solid job uh, bolstering their defense. Cornerback still kind of concerns me a bit. Um, I guess they have faith in what they have right now. I would have loved them to draft one, but you know, it is what it is.
0: Yeah, you couldn't really say it better. It's just, um, yeah, you still have like pieces on the line. You still have Wormley and Loudermilk. And yes. you, you can't forget Hayward. Hayward's still, to me, he's a Pro Bowler every single season. And with to it too, like, I, he, I mean, you can't complain about the years he's put in, at, in with Pittsburgh, though, too, oh. at the same time, and, like, yes, it is, like, upsetting to, you know, see him go and, like, take the time to do that, but he had to take time to make that decision, like, the, he's probably been thinking about this for the past year, and like, like you said about his brother, too, it's just, like, it was, it was kind of expected, but at the same time when the news actually hit, it's like it catches you off guard, too. Yeah. Like, he's only 29 years old, but like you said, he graduated, and, you know, I just saw Hayward and Alalu. I mean, they're proud of him. They were definitely happy with his time he put in Pittsburgh. So, I mean, I don't blame him. Like I said, he's put in solid years, and when you're a defensive lineman, you're getting hit every play. Oh, much. You're blocking every play. So, Uh, it's, it's probably like, you're going to see, this is like starting to be like a normal thing to start retiring, like early thirties, late twenties. It's just, um, once you put in your years, put in your years, get your money and, you know, start living life. And he just found that, you know, outside of football was what he wants to do now. But at the same time, I, I think a lot of Steelers fans would have liked to see him play another year. But, hey, you know, they still got a good offense. I mean, a good defense coming back. And, hey, that Miles Jack signing is starting to look really good right now. So, oh,
1: dude, I people, you know, it's crazy. I thought Miles Jack, because he's been around the block for a while now. Uh, but I thought he was like 29, 30. He's only like 26 years old. So, you know, if everything – I'm pretty sure Brian Flores is the, the, uh, the linebacker's coach. So, you know, I don't think it's far-fetched that he can make a Pro Bowl this year and next year. I really do. And if he does that, he's going to set himself up for his, like the rest of his career. Someone, probably not the Steelers, but someone will sign him to a long term extension or contract. And then you mentioned um the to it retiring at twenty nine. You know, Aaron Donald, um, there's been rumors. Not sure if they're true or not, that he might retire here pretty soon or he's been mulling retirement. And um, I just actually saw a quote of his that said, um. Something along the lines of, like, if the Rams don't restructure his deal or give him another long-term contract, he's at peace with, like, retiring. Don't quote me on that, but he said something along those lines. And I feel like with Aaron Donald, too, like, he can retire now. He'll be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Like, Aaron Donald has nothing left to prove. He's, like, won every major award you can win at his position.
0: Multiple times, too. Yeah, Defensive
1: Player of the Year, Pro Bowl, or Super Bowl champion now all pro, like he has nothing else left to prove. And many people already consider him like one of the three or four best offensive players of all time. So like in his case, honestly, I think in some regards him, if he continues to play like well into his thirties, I don't think he'd be hurting like his reputation or legacy, but I just feel like for him, like if you retire like this past year, like going out on top, as a, as a champ and arguably still like the best player in the NFL forget defensive player. Like you can make the case. He's the best player in the NFL. I mean, that, that, that's, that'd be pretty wild to me, but um, I don't know. I, I guess he's going to keep playing. But, uh, I don't know.
0: Yeah. Honestly, it, it, what's crazy about Donald too is he's still in his prime. Mm-hmm. Like he's still, he's still arguably the best defensive player in the league. Yeah. Yes. You know, TJ Watt won it this year, but I mean, Aaron Donald is getting doubled and tripled oh, yeah. the entire game, and it, you know TJ Watt statistically deserves it. Uh, without TJ Watt, I, the Steelers don't make the playoffs.
1: Oh no, that's I agree. And like, listen, so I, I love TJ Watt too. I thought this year he actually was the best defensive player in the NFL. I mean, I might get I might get heat for that, but I, I'm gonna stand by that statement. But Aaron Donald can, has been the best defensive player for the past like decade. I'm not maybe not decade. He came in 20, close
0: to, close to it.
1: But I mean, it's been close to it. like 2015, 2016, like 2017. That's when he really like took off. And um, you don't think, see, like I know TJ had like 22, I think in a half sacks, Aaron Donald, like could get 26, if no one double teamed, I, I believe that I, I can get 26. So not to take anything away from TJ, but like Aaron Donald numbers don't always uh, tell, tell the whole story. And, um, yeah, he could have got 20 sacks every year if he wanted to, if no one, like, was double teaming him and uh, game planning against him. And, you know, I don't want to spend too much time on football. Well, if you, you we can if you want to. But um, I was watching film about Sue at Nebraska, and it kind of reminded me of, like, what Aaron Dolan's become in NFL, where it's like he literally has some impact on every play of the game on defense. That's very rare. And I think that's why people almost consider Aaron Donald to be a fringe MVP candidate every year and even regard him as the best player because he makes an impact on every play on defense. I mean, it doesn't have to be a sack. doesn't have to be a tackle for loss. It can be like a deflected ball, pressures, you know, batted balls. I mean, he does it all. And um, it's just very rare. I mean, he pretty much every play – He's like pressuring the quarterback in some form or fashion. I mean, we just saw in the Super Bowl, Joe Burrow. I mean, I, I know, I think he had like one, one or two sacks, but it was every play. He was up Burrows, you know what? And you know, he made the play of the game, and it wasn't even a sack. It was a, uh, it was a pressure. He tackled Burrow, and Burrow like got got the ball of his hands. But it's just, it's plays like that. Forget the sacks and the the forced fumbles. Like those are the kind of plays that Donald makes that people like that establishes him as like one of the premier players in the entire league so
0: yeah i mean him just hurrying the quarterback is just like it's it's every play it's relentless he's just in his whole career he's been relentless uh he was a two-star recruit uh he's from pittsburgh he's i mean come on sound with the steelers Uh, but anyways i'm just saying Coming to the Steelers, just you know, win us a Super Bowl real quick with TJ. Oh,
1: oh, dude, if he's on the Steelers, like it's dope. a wrap, brother. They're, I are not to have the best defense, I, dude. Imagine him, like TJ Watt, Cam Hayward, and Manko Fitzpatrick, dude. I'm like, forget offense. I, I just, I'd want to see the. And Miles Jack too. And Miles Jack too. I'd, I'd. and if Devin Bush can get his act together and play like a like a fringe Pro Bowl or two, I mean, it's a wrap, dude. They're You're talking like. 70s like borderline 70s kind of defense and um you know i'd I'd say screw the offense screw, i mean screw kenny pickett bro just just keep the defense out there the entire time because i'd Mm -hmm. I'd be a lot more interested in that honestly
0: they'd win with they'd honestly win with peterman as their quarterback or they win with you know honestly if you put like tyree kill and just ran an option at quarterback like you just need three points like that's all you would need is three uh, points. i mean
1: look no further than um 2000s ravens i mean trent dilfer was their starting quarterback so mm-hmm. it's it's not it's not very likely but it, it's been done in the past i mean uh 2015 broncos peyton manning was like a like wash by then and they had brock osweiler too i mean they you know dominant defense defense can still win you championships like every once in a while
0: dude mike 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 Lennon, or you know hackenberg like oh, cool. they, they would carry the, the the steelers offense honestly if you if you have that defense just give me christian hackenberg like serious hackenberg. but <laughs> anyways i i did want to say one more thing all, all jokes aside um hackenberg was a good college quarterback and same with peterman i'll give them that i, I enjoyed watching them play but anyways i i do want to say that you mentioned, Nadamagong Sue, he he's just one of those. He was an outlier, like he was a Heisman candidate, uh, Heisman finalist, and same with Aaron Donald. They're just they're just different players. They're they're these outliers. Uh, Nadamagong Sue was just a freakish athlete, but he had the size and just flattened people, um, pretty much every single game for Nebraska. And then you also have Aaron Donald, which he wasn't highly touted out of, you know out of high school coming in the pit it's i mean and then he just completely went off especially in the 2013 from 2012 to 2014 his junior and senior seasons at pit uh he just absolutely went off and then you know 2014 he really brought it to the nfl and he's proven that like he's one of those outliers that he you're not gonna see you're gonna see players like him but it's gonna be very rare and yeah so that's all i got for football today though but speaking of football, um, speaking of fantasy football. <laughs> Tommy,
1: oh, dude.
0: Tommy fam. I know we're a little late on this, but I do have to talk about something.
1: No, no, we have to talk about that. Yeah. Dude, like, I sent you that too. And I was dude, I when I saw I forget who what reporter posted that, but when I saw that, I was like, this has to be like an April Fool's joke. I know we're like in June now, but it had to be an April Fool's joke. There's no way some dude grown man is going to slap another grown man over a fantasy football dispute. And, you know, that's what we have with uh, Tommy Fame and uh, Jock Peterson. And um, apparently Mike Trout's like the manager of that league too, which is another interesting layer to it. But honestly, that's just wild. Um, you know, I want to say it's, I do. I want to think it's crazy, but we're in crazy times, you know, polarizing times, honestly, I'm not even surprised at that 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 even happened. Honestly, as ridiculous as it sounds, and then as ridiculous ridiculous as the whole ordeal is, um, <laughs> it, it, to me, it, it's funny. It's um pathetic too. It's also um just strange, and um, I I just don't understand. There's there's no scenario where it's like rational to slap someone over fancy football i know it's i know it can get very competitive trust me i've been in some uh, money leagues and when you lose it sucks trust me but um you know you're a professional athlete uh you're not broke and um it's just really silly um i don't know what you think but
0: i'm just i'm just happy my boy jock had the the receipts he showed the meme which got him all fired up i mean it was literally the most harmless thing i've ever seen
1: I mean, what he he took a shot at the Padres. I mean, he, he got mad over that, really. Like,
0: and I mean, like and another thing too with with Peterson is that um, is that like he he didn't really care. Like, he just took the slap. He's no, like he didn't care. Like, honestly, Tommy Pham has the the tough guy reputation. Like, he wants to fight everyone. He wanted to fight a sixteen year old on I uh, wanted to fight a sixteen year old the one time. I don't know. There's a YouTube video out there. Of, him cussing out a 16-year-old. Um, he wanted to fight Luke Voigt. Um, it just he wants to fight everyone, but whenever he got in with Chuck Peterson, I just I kinda wish he would not do a slap and do a punch. Like, you know what I mean? Like at least if you're gonna hold a grudge that long, at least give him something better than what you did. Like it wasn't like you know what I mean. Like if you're gonna get suspended three games. Knock him out or something like it. Just, it just it was so it was so harmless. Like it was so and like fam did the same exact thing in the fantasy league. And now apparently Tommy Fam has beef with Mike Trout too. Yeah, that's
1: like, what I was talking about. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and it's just like it just it's it doesn't feel like real life. You know what I mean? No, There's no. just things that shouldn't happen, and that's just one of them.
1: Like, <sighs> yeah, man. I mean, that's a, that, it's just like, insane. That we've come to this as like a civilization where oh, rather than talking out as grown men over whatever dispute you have, I'm just gonna slap you, in, in public eye like that. That's just that's just insane to me. Like that. I mean,
0: I've, I've always the thing is I've always liked Tommy Pham as a player. I just um, I just like just off the field. It's just it's strange to me. You know what I mean? Like how he acts. Like you're a great baseball player. Like just. I, I just I don't get why he would actually like slap someone over fantasy football.
1: Maybe he's uh Antonio Brown's distant cousin or something. I don't know.
0: Yeah, just like I don't know. That's just my thought on it, but no, that's
1: know, fair. It's fair.
0: Jock Jock Peter I mean Jock Peterson though, speaking of him, like him and the Giants and that whole division's been been great. The whole
1: oh dude, every team Yeah, every team has been competitive in that division. Like even the uh the diamondbacks and Rockies, they've been uh competitive so and you know, your your boy CJ Crone, I mean, he's 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 going off. And uh, I don't know if you saw this, but yesterday, Brendan Rogers, I don't know if you remember who he three is. Three home runs. He, yeah, three home runs. And he was like, wasn't he like their number one or two overall pick like seven or eight years ago? Mm-hmm. And he, he had, was one of their about, best
0: prospects. He came up in 2019, in yeah. early 2019.
1: Yeah, he was um like their shortstop of uh, the future, apparently. And um, you know, you you really didn't hear anything about him. Because, you know, he didn't play a lot. He was kind of hurt. I think he, they sent him down to the minors as well. But I'm glad to see him pop off. And hopefully it's the start of something, like, like legit for him. Like, I, I really want to see him succeed. Because I remember, like, people were hyping him up when he got drafted. So, and I think that was the same year him and uh, Dansby, like, Swanson. That was the same draft, too. So
0: Yeah, and uh, Swanson came up first. Yeah. With, with it Back in 2017. He came yeah. up. A little bit early. I think it was twenty
1: sixteen actually.
0: Yeah, I think that was the draft, but yeah, but Brendan Rodgers, like he his first like couple of bats were against I think the Pirates. I remember Brendan Rodgers came up and they played the Pirates in May in 2019. And uh you could just Brendan Rodgers hit this opposite field ball on double off the wall against the Pirates. And I mean his swing is is as close to perfect as you're gonna get um, yes, he's he's dealt with injury injury issues. But, I mean, he just, like, with two strikes, he likes to shorten up, just, you know, poke the ball opposite field. And the other night, like, just getting through the zone, I, I think that's probably the main thing is he's starting to get through the zone quicker and he's really starting to, to get his hands out there over the plate. Um, he, he's been putting on some good cuts on the ball all season. I know um, his average hasn't been the highest this year, but, I mean, those three home runs – I mean, if anytime he hits three home runs in the game, including a walk off, I think this might be the year where he can finally start to produce, especially knowing that there's a slot open a shortstop for him. So, oh yeah, you know, I mean, they have Jose Iglesias too, but I mean, he
1: wow, ah, him. eight years ago that would have be been nice, but he's a little bit older now. let real
0: Yeah, defensively though, Jose Iglesias. Oh no, he, he's
1: no, nah, I love him defensively. Yeah, he's a he's a beast, but. Uh, now uh, he's a little older though, so it's not sure if I want him on my roster. Shoot, um, speaking of baseball though, how about the Pirates? You know, sweeping the LA Dodgers, they couldn't be two like different, they couldn't be in two different galaxies as it relates to payroll. Talent-wise, roster wise, you know, future wise, owner ownership wise. I mean, but like what a series of the Pirates pretty much dominated the Dodgers every game. And um pitching was solid, offense was solid, and you know, you, you know, they just they swept the Dodgers. And I think um I'm loving it now because on Twitter, Pirates fans on Twitter were like roasting the Dodgers and like their fans because they're like, oh well, the Dodgers, you know biggest payroll in all of baseball and just got swept by like the team with like one of the lowest payrolls in all of baseball. I, I just think it's, it's the irony because um it's baseball and, you know, even the worst teams find a way to play well at some points during the season. And um, as far as the pirates go though, like I don't want to make like way too much out of this because, you know, they still, they're still under 500 and, um, their run differentials suggest that a big drop off is coming. I don't know when that is. It might not happen this year. They might luck out and be somewhat competitive the rest of the year. But I, I just don't see them. Uh, I don't think they're going to take off like all of a sudden. The season outlooks and be different. I don't. I still think that they're going to lose ninety games probably. I don't know. Maybe they surprise me and win seventy games. Um, I don't know. I think the Reds, the Reds, their record doesn't look as bad now because they've played some more games. The Cubs, it seems like every day they flip-flop them and the Pirates as Might far as stand- standings go. So, I don't know. It's going to be one of those things. It's going to be a dog dogfight, I think, for third place in the Central. <laughs> and uh, maybe the Pirates still finish third by the end of the year. I don't know. We'll see. But I think the Reds – Depending what, on what they do at the deadline, uh, that that horrible start they go off to—they're not that bad. I mean, they're not a good team, but they're not that bad. And um, the Cubs—they're not a good team either, but they're not like awful. And the Pirates, to me, uh, yeah, they're not awful. I don't—I don't think the Pirates are awful though. Like that—that's the thing. They're not a good team though. But um, just like, what do you think about the Pirates though, as a whole? I and mean, then they can talk about the Dodgers series as well, if you want to.
0: I think it's I think it's clear what's going on with the pirates right now, because as soon as okay, so you have Satsugo. you know he he gets put on the IL, you know Mariznick gets put on the IL. I mean, you had all these injuries, you know. So Roberto Perez they miss, and they they do miss um, Ben Gamble as well. But I mean, seeing Marcona get at bats, Rodolfo Casher get more at bats. I mean, you DFA Cole Tucker. I mean, honestly, watching the new guys play with Marcano, I mean, he already has two home runs already, back to back games. Chavis, what a year already! Oh. Ryan Reynolds, he's starting to heat up. He has eight home runs now. Yep. Uh, Rodolfo Castro hit his first one, absolute moonshot, the left field.
1: Oh, um, who's the who's the new new kid they called? Up, they hit like two home runs in the series.
0: Marcano, yeah. Yeah, Marcano, yeah. Marcana, yeah. So, I mean, you. They just need to keep playing, these young kids. Um, Mitch Kellers look good. JT Brubaker, I mean, no one's talking about that. He's pitched.
1: Oh, yeah, he's pitched very well.
0: So. I mean, the, the rotation's actually coming to life a little bit. Um, and an interesting stat, they've only beaten the Cardinals once this year, and they're 0-6 against the Brewers. So, I mean, if you take away both those teams, they have a winning record. So, but you you sadly can't take away those teams. And um, they're still, yeah, like you said, they're still not a great team. But I mean, can they get that third or fourth spot? Of course. And I'm, I'll tell you why. Because, you know, the Pirates will probably sell at the deadline because they're not, they're, they're not going to make the
1: playoffs. Who are they going to sell, though? Like, who are they going to trade? Like, what? Baker, Maybe? Well, probably Vogelbach. Uh, yeah. They, I, I like Vogelbach, though. See, like, you know, I, but, but they probably will trade him. I, here's who I hope they don't trade, though. I hope they do not trade David Bednar. Let's just not let's just put that to bed. I hope they did not do that.
0: If they trade Bednar, then that's just
1: I I'd just stop watching the rest of the season like that. That's just stupid. You have your closer of the future. I think he's gonna be their closer unless they want to do something crazy, which isn't out of, out of the ordinary for Pirates. But, um, yeah, yeah. I, I think I've read he's like he's on a fridge until 2027, so it makes absolutely no sense why you trade them now but yeah i've seen crazier things but um if you want to continue yeah
0: no i yeah i would just no no you're uh, that's a great point you added uh just like there's no reason to because he's been arguably the best what the best closer in baseball and I, oh, yeah i'll, I'll yeah. die on that hill i mean he has the stuff he has the he has the gas yeah. so to speak and you know i was my point earlier was you know they have a chance to get that three because you know the reds are gonna sell uh, and okay. and you already see the Cubs are already selling. They're already thinking about moving Contreras. I mean, Contreras is you know he's one of the last remnants of that that you know that Cubs that Cubs core with Rizzo Bryant, yeah. Baez. Yeah. So I mean, why isn't it open, right? So I just I keep I keep sticking with the young guns because I mean if you sweep the Dodgers on the road. I mean, that's the first. That's the first time that they swept. I mean, first time they beat the Dodgers in a series. Swept the Dodgers in the series since two thousand. Yep. So, I mean, the first time they swept the Dodgers on the road in a series since two thousand. First time they swept them since twenty fifteen. So,
1: yeah. Oh yeah, I I think it's no co- coincidence that once you know, like Kevin Newman's not really playing. Yoshi's on the on the IL. Colt Tucker got DFA'd. Like all of a sudden, the offense looks like somewhat competent. Like that's. I'm just saying, just saying. If you call up that uh, that guy named O'Neill Cruz too, I'm just saying it might might elevate your offense even further. Yeah, saying. the only
0: thing with O'Neill Cruz now is they. I think like now that they're seeing like Castro starting to put up some good at bats, like Castro's still struggling down there. So, oh. but I mean. Yu Chang has not looked good so far.
1: Is, uh, you, you, all Yu Chang is is uh, Garrett uh, – not Garrett Cole, but um, Cole Tucker. I mean, that's all he is.
0: Last year, Yu Chang was, like, had a really solid
1: second half. Uh, but, I mean, but they, just they, like, they do, like, that's – Yoshi had a great second half last year, too. We see he's batting 150. Well, mm-hmm. not 150, but 180, pretty much. So, I mean, even the worst players have that – ask Jeff Locke, ask James McDonald. Even the guys that aren't like talented or performed well, even they'll have stretches where they they look phenomenal. So, I I need a bigger sample size than one half a season. Like that, that's my opinion.
0: Me too. Oh yeah, me too. I, I honestly think that they should just stick with what they got. So I'm in agreement. But I do want to before we do go, I do want to talk about predictions for the NBA finals.
1: Yeah, we got three minutes, so make it quick.
0: Okay. Uh, I'm just gonna make it quick. Warriors and six.
1: Yeah, I, I actually I'm gonna stick with the Warriors. I'm gonna go seven. I think Boston is gonna put a fight. You know, Tatum, Brown. You know, defensively, Boston's one of the best in the league as well. So this is gonna be a close series. I think it'll go back and forth. Boston's gonna look good some games. You know, Golden State's gonna flex their muscles. So uh, I think it's a, it's a toss-up series. It wouldn't be surprised if either team won, but I'm gonna lean slightly in favor of the Warriors. So I think
0: it it, it all depends on just what duo does better. I think it's rather if, if Brown and Tatum play well, there's no doubt they'll win. But if Curry and Thompson show up, they're taking it. It just to who, whoever's more consistent in the series, and I just think with the finals experience, but I think it, it could be a storybook finish for you know, Jalen Brown and Tatum to finally get over that hump, finally beat KD, uh, get over – beat Kyrie Irving, too, in the first round. Make it all the way, win winning game seven against the Heat. It could be a storybook finish, but it also could be a storybook finish for Steph Curry, hopefully getting that first finals MVP. That's all I want to see.
1: No, That's cool, yeah. Boston – one more thing before we wrap. Boston, to me, they're weird, so they look good most of the playoffs, but they'll have those little, like – Dry spells where they come at the worst possible time. I read a stat. I think JJ Redick was talking about like on one of those shows about how they're one of the worst um, clutch teams in the NBA. They like a losing record this year. We saw in Game Seven against the Heat, they were in control most of the game, and then the last five or six minutes, they let Miami almost come back and tie the game. Like it's just they just need to figure out how to close games consistently. And um, I think if they can do that. Tall task, like this is the Warriors we're talking about. But if they can do that relatively well, um, they have more than a chance to win this uh, series. So, yeah. Anything else? Give less um, than a minute left. Abs and Oilers game one was awesome.
0: Rangers that's won fun. game one. I don't really care about that series right now. I hope it's like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyways, that I think that's a good, good, good way to close out. Um, once again guys can catch us pretty much anywhere apple podcast oh youtube as well spotify thank you for watching as always um i don't want to sound like a plug at the end it should tell you where to find us but in case one day you want to listen to us instead of watch us on zoom i mean not on zoom youtube or vice versa that's where you can find us thank you as always and thank you justin
1: thank you tony for doing the outro you're saving me time but um i know you're a busy man so get back to work bro And I'll see you next week, baby.
0: Yeah, dude, for sure, man. I'll see you next week, and I'll see you all next week.